In this episode, we talk about the media and the chemical imbalance theory of depression. We talk a little bit about this and go over um, just very briefly um, uh, a new fact that I've I found about chemical imbalance theory of depression. And we talk um, a little bit more about the pattern of God uh, with regards to the wilderness and what it looks like. And we see those patterns in the life of Moses and in the life of Jesus. Blessings to you guys as you listen. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Overcoming Life Podcast. Yeah. Now what you guys don't know is that there are times when I turn on the recording and sometimes I'll just start speaking and it'll sound great. And then sometimes I jumble over my words and everything that I'm saying is incoherent. And then I have to stop my intro in order to go back and erase it. And then I got to do it again. And that is that is the perks and the hardships of being someone who likes to do things on the fly, right? Sometimes it's amazing and sometimes it's terrible. But failure, I always say, failure is, failures are the building block of success. Yes, it is true. On a daily basis, guys, I am constantly trying to inform myself about the world around me. And the reason why that is, is because I feel that there is so many things that I don't know, and it bothers me. Is anybody else bothered by the fact that, like, you've lived however many years old and you still, there's still so many things that we don't understand? That really bothers me. And, um, you know, <laughs> so I was reading a list here. And here's a short list of things that they will not teach us in compulsory education. Carpentry. Compound interest. I got these IRX people calling me all the time. I didn't know how to file my tax. I literally did not know how to file my taxes until uh, like two years ago, maybe a year ago. Um, compound interest, jury notification, body language, cosmology, hypnosis, hypnosis, logic, survivalism, farming, navigation, cult awareness, forestry, semantics. Somatics, S-O-M-A-T-I-C-S, persuasion, listening, psychopathy, false flags, ancient archaeology, first aid, game theory, self-defense, meditation, drug chemistry, triangulation, shelter building. I mean, these, I mean, how about just uh, show me how to balance a checkbook, homie. Right? Why aren't we lear taught these things, guys? It, it seems like our education and the media is just kind of keeping us naked in the mirror. And we are not aware of what's going on. And so this bothers me. Um, I wanted to do something a little bit different uh, with regards to this particular episode. I know that you guys came here to get some of that biblical teaching, but... Um, but I do want to introduce, uh, and I want to start to implement just some of the things that I've been learning. So that way I feel like 
I'm spreading some type of other knowledge. I mean, obviously, the Bible is otherworldly, but also and practical, but also some other stuff that's going to affect your life and get you maybe thinking. Uh, something I came across today, which I thought that was interesting, is uh, the media and the chemical imbalance theory of depression. Did you guys know that um, chemical imbalance in the brain is a theory? You guys know that? It's like people like post it up like it's fact, but there is no uh, medical peer-reviewed, um, there's nothing on it. Like, uh, it's a theory. It is a c- complete theory. And um, I was reading something today, this uh, this article on Springer Link. It's link.springer.com. And it's an article here where the abstract is talking about how, right, the cause of mental disorders such as depression, um, suicide, those types of things are, um, they're unknown. Um, but... Uh, from these f- major pharmaceutical companies, psychiatrists, clients, um, and other people, uh, they, they're they saying, I, and I hear this all the time, and I used to use it before I came across this today. I was like, yeah, well, just brother, just, just a chemical imbalance in the brain, and that's why you got, um, you know, that's why you got depression or bipolar disorder or whatever it is. Um and the point is, right, the media can play a positive role. Media uh, is, we you have to be careful what you watch on media. You have to be careful what you listen to. And not only be careful, guys, but you have to, like, be on guard. Like, be strictly on guard about what you hear. Because it is, it's magic, guys. It's black magic is what is, is happening. It is a ritual that is taking place in front of your eyes. Um, it's It's evil, guys. It is so evil. And I'm not saying that the people are evil. I'm saying that the system is corrupted. And those people within the system, um, by nature, maybe they're not evil, but they will definitely be pushing propaganda. And they will be pushing the agenda of those people who are controlling this um, this ritual that's going on. Um, so, of course... Uh, in the world of um, American pop culture, I'm just going to read this for a second. In the world of American pop culture, the current view of mental illness depicts someone walking down the street and everything is fine, life is good. Then all of a sudden, out of the blue, a chemical imbalance emerges. At the root of every twisted thought lurks a twisted molecule, or so the thinking goes. A large part of the credit for this belief certainly goes to the pharmaceutical companies. Hmm, wonder why they would create this type of ideology. Hmm? Is it possible that they maybe want money? Um, Yet they are not the only source of information on mental health issues. For many people, another major source of information is the mainstream press, which often alludes to the chemical imbalance theory as if it were a proven scientific fact. And in an effort to determine what evidence the press uses to support their statements about chemical imbalance, theory of depression, we, this person, has attempted to engage uh, the media in a conversation to learn more about what lies behind the statements such as mental illnesses are simply chemical imbalances. And so they end up going to talk about the chemical imbalance theory, um, this idea that depression and other kind of things come from these, well, I mean, chemical imbalances, guys. I mean, even just on the offset, thinking about it, you're like, dude, you got, you got chemicals in your brain? Chemicals in your brain? 
I don't know. It just sounds a little bit off anyways. I mean, on the offset. But, again, th- this um, is a peer-reviewed article that, that goes into more a little bit about it. it. talks about the chemical imbalance theory, evidence-based reporting, reporters covering mental ir- illnesses, the pharmaceutical companies and chemical imbalances, the media confusion, and, and really who is affected by the reporting and some other further readings. So had I read this today, I probably would have been going over this a little bit more. But, um, yeah. Think of, I'd like you guys to be thinking about that as you go on. Uh, chemical imbalances are not um, are not uh, they're not really a thing. They're not proven, scientifically proven. They are not, which is crazy because um, you know the mainstream media, especially when you look at you know people who uh, who kill other people and who get caught doing so, and you know all these shootings and other things like that. Well, they just had a, they really suffer from depression and chemical imbalances. Do not believe anything you see on TV, guys. Don't believe it for a second. That, stu- that stuff is crazy. Um, okay, with that being said, maybe I'm, maybe in my next episode I'll, I'll go over, um, maybe I'll go over this a little bit and just kind of, just because it's interesting. Um, but I got to go through it and read it um, fully and kind of point out what I want to, what I want to talk about. Anyways. Um, we have been talking about, um, the, what have we been talking about? The purpose of the wilderness. Yes. Last, uh, uh, last episode, we talked about knowing, knowing the goodness of God and knowing, um, in the midst of hardship, the provision of God in the midst of of condemnation, we learn his mercy. We learn his love. In the midst of bondage and imprisonment, we learn the the jubilee of utter forgiveness. We learn these things when we're in the wilderness and when we're going through the hard times, right? And um, in the end, the the whole purpose of of an overcomer and the old purpose of the wilderness is so that you can go back and minister to other people. Now, we're gonna talk in this episode a little bit about the patterns that we see in Scripture uh, particularly two people. The first person is going to be Moses. The second person is going to be Jesus. Um, so when Israel was in the wilderness for 40 years, um, they were complaining all the time. I mean, you guys complain in your life. I I, I try to be pretty thankful in my life, but um, yeah, sure. There's times when, you know, you might complain about something. Like today, for example, I was washing, and I was putting away some dishes, and um I think one of the the cups was up instead of down, and so when I went to go take it and uh, put it away, the whole water thing spilled on my sleeve. Have you ever got water on your sleeves? Isn't that the most annoying thing? Because I don't want to take off the sweatshirt because I'm warm, but there's water on my sleeves, so I feel like I'm in a conundrum. Um, But yeah, of course, you know, little things like that, but I try not to complain about it. I just say, you know, oh, well, definitely could be worse. And even if it were worse, uh, uh, God's still good. So um, when it's all said and done uh, with with Israel, they were they complained a lot, guys, for 40 years. And Moses was listening to them like, yo, stop complaining. He's taking care of you. He's making you drink water from a, a rock. You got bread from heaven. Are you serious? Um, and Moses was like, to God, why have you given me this job to do? This this ministry sucks. This is terrible trying to get people who are obviously blinded 
to do what you want them to do. But Moses recognized that their blindness and their deafness was because God had not given them eyes to see or ears to hear. Now, you might ask yourself, why wouldn't God want people to hear and see and understand? Um, I really think that that's kind of up to his prerogative. But for the most part, how I understand it is that he gives it to people when they've shown them when they've stewarded what he's already given them. So, for example, if God gives you um, a desire to do something, but you don't steward that desire, for example, I'm, I'm just going to make up something off the top. So, for example, God tells you, gives you a desire all of a sudden to, man, I really want to be a good, I really want to be a good cook or something. And so he plates, he puts that desire and doesn't, not every good thing comes from God. You guys have to understand that everything um, that is that is good that needs intention that needs um, you know goals and 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 something to something out of you to reach um, everything is from God everything is from God it's all him it, you don't create desire for yourself so think about the love that you have for your children or think about the love that you have for your um, your mom, your, your people, think about the love that you have for basketball or wrestling or football. Think about the desire that you, that you have in your heart to want to do good. Everything good comes from God. It all comes from him. Okay. Um, nothing that you have, uh, that is good comes from you on your own. No, it comes from him. So that's one reason to be thankful for sure. Um, but if we don't steward, the understanding, if we don't steward things the way that we are, um, and to steward means just to to do, to deal with it in such a way as to um, bring bring fruit from it, I guess that's to say. That's, that's, it's almost like um, if God gives you a packet of seeds, uh, these, these desires and things, these are seeds. If you don't plant those things and then water them, then how is God going to make it grow, right? Yeah, there you go. That's a pretty good uh, That's a pretty good example right there. You know, so every desire, everything good that you have is like a seed. And God gives you a handful of seeds, and he says, hey, go, go plant this in some good soil. Now, some of us, we take that seed, and we use it the way that we want to. Some of y'all out here eating seeds, it's not going to grow. It's not going to bear fruit. So some some of you guys are using it for yourself. Have you guys ever had like a, a sun uh, you know, a sunflower seed or a pumpkin seed or something like that? We don't really often eat seeds, but um, but there's a couple seeds out there that we can eat. Uh, but but it's never gonna bear fruit, right? But if you plant it in the ground in good soil and you water it and you give it sunlight and you give it enough nourishment, then then obviously it, it will uh it will grow it will grow bear fruit hopefully. But the growth comes from God, right? That's not something that you can handle. That's something that he's got to do. But, um, you know, if you throw your seed in bad soil, then, uh, you know, and on top of soil, if you don't plant it right, then, of course, it's going to get snatched up. And what you have that he gave you will get taken away from you. You understand what I'm saying? So um, so as to this day, uh, the, the reason I bring that up is because um, some people might ask, well, why wouldn't God just open up everyone's eyes to see and hear at the same time? Because that's not how history works, guys. And then um, how else will God reward those who are, who are being good stewards? 
how else w- does he reward people? Um, so this is a measure and a standard by which he can actually reward people too. So Moses could never have recognized the sovereignty of God um, had he had not spent 40 years in the wilderness in God's training camp before he ever led Israel out of Egypt. So remember, um, Moses, after he left Egypt for killing an Egyptian, he fled to the wilderness for 40 years. He was out there for 40 years, tending to sheep. He was a shepherd. And so he knew, because God trained him in the wilderness, how to deal with the sheep in the wilderness when um, he finally led Israel out. And so he was the perfect example. Um, He knew exactly how to do so. And he learned patience and love and forgiveness, right? Even though he's frustrated with them oftentimes. And like Moses, Jesus also went out into the wilderness um, for 40 days, and then he returned to minister to people. It's the same pattern that we see. Uh, Moses was sent back into the church. He was sent back into back to Egypt. He was sent back into the world to do a job. We are not hermits. We are not people who are trying to get away from uh, other people. You're not, you're not trying to be a monk and live in, you know, some tent in the middle of nowhere. No, the purpose of any covenant isolation or anything, any type of wilderness period so that God himself can teach you so that you can go back and minister to the people um, what, he has, what he has taught you. And so, and minister according to their needs too. Um, so this, guys, Jesus, is the ultimate pattern for everyone who has been called to leave the church for a period of time. And we're not talking about leaving the church as a final solution, but we're talking about leaving the church uh, for the purpose of getting the training that you need so that you can be trained to minister to the church at a future time. Um, when Jesus went out for his final exam, uh, which was administered by the devil, right, because he went out there to be tempted by the devil, but he was led there by the Holy Spirit, he passed the exam, and then he returned as a qualified minister of the gospel. And in the same way, we must go through that same pattern, just like Jesus. I think there's many people who are just like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to drop everything and follow him, but they don't got no training. We gotta have some training, guys. We gotta we gotta train. Uh, I'm a, a wrestler, and and you know I remember when I would be out in uh, Arizona training under Zeke Jones, and uh, you know it was always just like eat, sleep, train. You gotta train. Let's go. We gotta train. And um, you know, still still sealed in my mind. Uh, but now it's just an applied to a different. Now it's applied differently, right? So in the same way, I tell you guys, eat, sleep, train. Eat, sleep, train. If you're a believer, especially if you uh, have been called out of the church for a period of time, you got to train out there with God. He's your trainer. He's going to, um, I, I, I've i only seen Rocky one, and I've only seen like half of it, but you know the old dude that's with Rocky? He, that's, that's God. Yep, and you're Rocky, and you got to train. Uh, not necessarily beat people up, but to minister to them. So every punch is a is a ministry. <laughs> Think of it as a good thing. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that example may not work. So leaving the church is for the purpose of getting wilderness training so that you can minister to them at a future time. An overcomer, guys, is called to rule. You see it in, Ro- in um, uh, Revelation chapter 5. You see it in 
Revelation chapter 20. See it all over the scripture. Those are the two I, I, I can think of off the top of my head. An overcomer is called to rule with Christ. But a biblical ruler is also a judge. To be a judge, you must know the law. How are you going to judge other people if you don't know the law of God? What are you, you going to say up there as a judge? Well, all I need to do is love you. Yeah, but uh, my brother just stole something from me. Well, just forgive him. But he keeps stealing from me. Well, just forgive him. No, there there are ways, guys, in which to administer justice. There's Someone's got to have justice, right? If you're going to rule with Christ, you have to learn and understand and know the law and how to apply it in every situation by the mind of Christ. And in order to do this, you have to be perfectly balanced in the law and in grace and justice and in mercy to be disciplined in, um, to be have discipline and to have love. Law, grace, justice, mercy, discipline, love, all wrapped up in the mind of Christ. That's that's training, guys. That takes some work. Some of y'all out here living this Christian life, and y'all like, bro, y'all ain't doing the work. Y'all got to do some work. Of course, of course, it's true. And we're not talking about salvation. I think anytime, anytime uh, you talk to a Christian about Doing work. Well, brother, we're saved by grace through faith. Not of our own doing, but of God. It's like, yeah, no one is talking about salvation. God, Jesus Christ, is the Savior of all men, especially of those who believe, period. So now that we understand that Jesus is, has, and will save every man, we know we can put that off on on we can put that off to the side and we can say from this point there's got you got to work sanctification is a work of the holy spirit but it's you submitting to his voice glorification is a work of god but it's also you learning to be not only obedient to the voice of god but it's also you learning to be in agreement with his his voice so it takes it, 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 you got to put some effort in. And there's a lot of people out there who are Christians who they don't want to put no effort in. They talk, uh, you know, about being saved. Oh, I'm saved, you know, by the blood. And they can talk about, you know, healing the sick and casting out demons. And my church is amazing. And we have amazing worship. And we have smoke machines and lights. And it's really cool. And um, strobe lights, you know in their churches, and it's great, and they have a fun time, but at the end of the day, they don't want to do no work. They don't want to do no work. And then there's people who are like, it's only work, right? Listen, it's by the grace of God that we come to an understanding. So uh, we need to pursue him, to know him, pursue him so that we can know him. And the more that we know him, and the more that we steward that in our lives— the more that understanding of who he is, then the more that he gives us. As simple as that. So that's a, a perfect balance of grace and a perfect out, balance of, of work. So the grace of God is he's going to give you something, and the work and the choice that you now have, especially when you're born again, is will I, will I 
do something with what God has given me or will I not? Straight up. So if God has given you salvation, why are you talking about not using that salvation to follow him and to learn who he is? To be saved, the Greek word for sozoed is to be saved, delivered, set free, made whole, kept safe and sound. Right? And I I just, if you have... Uh, if you haven't been saved, delivered, set free, made whole, kept safe in town, if you are not fully delivered from every evil vice, if you are not fully cleansed from everything, then why, why, uh, then the work's not done. Hello? You know, I think we talk a, a lot of, I think, I think the reason why we get into these places where we don't want to work is because we don't understand the, we don't understand where work comes in because we always attach work to salvation and also we don't understand what the work is um the work is learning righteousness the more you learn righteousness the more you will be healed the more god will heal you uh from your vices hear and understand take my yoke upon you and learn from me my yoke is easy my burden is light Y'all understand this? So we have to, uh, yeah, of course, there's some work, y'all. Y'all got to, we got to work. We got to train. And especially the overcomer. Overcomer's got to train. Overcomer's got to learn that early. Um, and not early in the sense of, like, age, but early in the sense of, well, just whenever God tells you, when God, oh, God opens your eyes to 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 be to be an overcomer. That's it. Um, So a judge is one who has learned the mind of God and can discern his ways to judge and discern. This is a good judge. Uh, to, to judge and discern actually come from the Greek, same Greek word in the New Testament. Did you know that? I, uh, I want to say I knew that, but I'm reading off something right now, so I'm going to say for the sake of it, no, I didn't know that. But I'm pretty sure I've looked that up before. Um, we need, we need discernment, guys. We need to know what God is saying in order to lead the people in God's path to the promised land. In our next episode, we're going to be talking a little bit about, um, another purpose for the mature, for the, um, the purpose of the wilderness. But I hope you guys got something out of this. This one was a little bit longer than actually I intended it to be, but, you know, that's just the way it goes sometimes. So blessings to you. Thank you so much for listening. And we will see you on another episode of the Overcoming Life podcast. Tell me what you guys think about that fact, too. I don't have a whole lot of people writing in. I got a bunch of listeners. I, 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 I'm very actually very thankful for all my listeners, too. Um, I have people who are, are faithful. And, and uh, to be honest, I'm getting more on a daily basis. Uh, but. I, yeah, I'm getting a lot of, I'm getting some good stuff on a, on a daily basis and some people who are listening. So thank you to all who are listening and don't be a stranger. If you guys are getting anything out of this, please, uh, reach out. Uh, if you guys have any questions, comments, thoughts, concerns, um, if you're just like, I hate it, then just, Hey, go ahead and send that over. That way I know uh, that at least people are listening. Right. Um, I want to know it, it's tough sometimes to put out, um, content because you don't really get a whole lot of feedback. 
um, especially with regards to podcasts. So, like, I don't really get a whole lot of feedback, so I don't really know where people are. But if this is helping you in any way, shape, form, um, yeah, please uh, send me a message and just let me know. And that'd be great, too. Not that I need it, but it'd be kind of nice. So, did you guys like that fact, by the way? Anyways, blessings to you. Uh, let me know. We will see you on our next episode.